Hi, and welcome back to Ethical Wear with Liz, a space and podcast where we talk about sustainable fashion, ethical consumption, and why we really need to be thinking a bit more consciously about the clothes we wear when I know it's the last thing most of us ever think about. I'm Liz, I'm your host, and my hope is that by the end of this episode and through this podcast, you'll have learned a thing or two about sustainability and fashion, and hopefully adopt better practices as a consumer of clothes to better protect our environment. So if you joined me last time, you probably remember that I mentioned that I wanted to be bringing on more guests onto the podcast to just share with us their journey within um, sustainable fashion and just generally sustainability in fashion. So people who are currently running their own organizations, social enterprises, their own brands, campaigns, and even people who are probably just curious to hear more about like what exactly this is. Um, and as I was, I was thinking about this topic for today, which I really wanted it to be centered on like addressing the big word, like what exactly sustainable fashion. I also couldn't help but remember and just think of like a lot of the different things that I've come across out there, specifically articles and research and just like the criticism I guess that there is towards sustainable fashion a lot of people probably say it's just one of those cute little things people follow or like one of those trends that's going to die in a few and we'll probably not have to think about it after a while but I really think it goes deeper than just talking about it in like a very cute kind of word I think it's something that is very impactful and I think it's something that can have a lot of goodness and I guess even just shift a lot of mindset on how exactly we view things that are very simple to us as things that do have a bigger impact. So with that said, I really could not be happier (laughs) to introduce you to my very first guest who actually is going to share with us more about not only her social enterprise but sustainable fashion and what that means to her and how she got her journey into that. I think what was inspiring about coming across her work is how young and how vibrant and how passion field it is I guess and to just have such a fruitful conversation with somebody who is really really positive and really optimistic about you know a future where fashion and just the textile industry does not have to contribute as detrimentally as it is to the environment was just absolutely refreshing. So my first guest today is Koi Karanja. She is the founder and head designer at Stylish with Adira. I actually, I remember when I came across her work, it was through this Instagram page, Black Girls Environmentalists, and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is this is amazing. <laughs> so let me reach out to her, and I reached out to her early on this year, and as I said, um, she was also really excited to just, you know, get onto the conversation and share with us what she's currently doing. So Koi describes herself as a lot of things. She is a creative, she's a digital content creator, she's a fashion writer, she's a fashion graduate from Machakos University. She's so many things. And I could literally feel her vibrant energy from just the conversation we were having. Just a heads up that we did encounter a couple of like glitches and network issues here and there, and so the audio might be kind of affected as it goes through. But you know, despite all of that this conversation could not hold like I knew I had to share it whether or not we had a lot of like technical issues so I do hope you enjoyed it and this is part one part two will be coming up next week it was such a long conversation and I knew that you know it was best to just split it into two parts and so with that said here is Koi Karanja giving us an intro into how she actually started her journey within sustainability and found her passion within that one of my new professors who came in and was teaching us about fashion accessories 
um, in the African space, he really spoke about sustainability. And I was very curious, what is sustainability? And so I did a bit of reading and researching and asked him a ton of questions. And I was like, yeah, I think I like the idea of this, especially because when you're in the fashion space, so if you just even mention you're doing something in fashion in Kenya, everybody assumes that you're going to dress celebrities and you want to become the next Vogue and you're going to be the next um, Alexander McQueen and you're going to do great fashion shows in Milan and Tokyo and things like that. And they expect you to, like, in a few years, have a whole shop full of clothes they do not understand how much pressure it is. Plus you just sit there and you're like, the production is so much harder. You probably have your own um, brand idea and brand vision, which probably does not even rhyme with what everybody else is asking. So I remember getting lost into everybody's opinion. Oh, you should do styling. Styling has so much money. So I started, I tried out styling and then I was like, um, no. So the decision I made was to just explore the fashion space so I did blogging I did styling I did editorial fashion I did photography um, I did a bunch of things I did designing itself um, but then I got to my fourth year and I was like okay you're almost done with school what are you doing with yourself what does fashion mean to you so I took a break even from blogging and I decided to just do a bit of deep dive within myself and I figured the reason I even fell in love with fashion in the first place was being able to transform old pieces of fashion that felt very retro and very pretty and turning them into something you could wear them now. My very first fashion project, I did it in, I think I was like 13. And I took scrap pieces of my sister's old kitenge. So very quick interjection over here. If you don't know what kitenge is, pretty much if you've ever seen the very vibrant patterned like um, material that a lot of African women will wear, that is what is Kitenge. It goes by different names across various African countries, but for lots of Kenyans, um, Tanzanians, Ugandans, and Congolese people, it's known as Kitenge. All I did was like put a belt on it, change the buttons to something more present, and that was it. So I knew that my my love for fashion was transformation, transforming yeah. stuff that does not look so great and giving it new life. I started my business, it rebranded a few times, but the basic name that remained is Adira. Um, Adira being a bit of a, a modification of a name of a fabric that comes from the Yoruba community. They make very natural fabric that's dyed using uh, natural colors, different shades of indigo and blue. That was my journey into it. And then yeah. my first project that I did after school with now Stylish with Adira when I rebranded to that was I created a collection that was called Jassiri Collection. Mm -hmm. um, it was a transformation of upcycling, um, men's shirts to ladies, off shoulder, cold shoulder, and just cute tops mm -hmm. that really did well. I was surprised, I was so shocked. It did way much better than I thought because <laughs> it, just, it just felt like, you know, one of those DIYs you learn on YouTube and then you're like, eh, I can wear this and then you wear it and then somebody yeah. wants it and then someone really important wants it and so you have to build a collection out of it. 
exactly, exactly. That is exactly what happened. So yeah, that's basically how my business grew to where it is now. Although right now we're sort of on a bit of a break because hello, COVID-19. <laughs> there is so much like you're mentioning and I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, like this is so interesting. And I think something that I've noticed is that sometimes people look at sustainable fashion and they think it's such a foreign market. Like it's so not what we should be focusing on, especially when like, there are other things people can talk about in fashion and I'm just keen to hear your thoughts on that. My God, you have to just educate people from 0.0000 because they're just like, what is sustainability? (laughs) What is that? So I had to like literally start by educating my own family because they just did not understand why I was collecting clothes. They were (laughs) like, you're going to turn your bedroom into a dump site. So... (laughs) I had to really educate people about it and just like make them aware of different things. And the most interesting thing is that once you speak about it, they're like, what? Really? So how can we contribute? So it means that people would be willing to contribute to this and be a part of it as long as they know what it is. And also there's this notion that sustainable fashion pieces are expensive. They don't have to be. They are because one, the resources and again, the whole production and then the market People who are buying are not that many, but if more people bought it, then there was more investment done into the space. Then it wouldn't have to be expensive because then some of the things, because especially in Kenya, it would be very easy to have the entire country wearing sustainable clothes because if we just got natural organic cotton back in the markets, like it used to be in the 80s and the 90s, it would be so much easier to do this. And then also because we're not there yet to be doing mass production like the Western countries, slow fashion isn't that hard to do in Kenya. So yeah, the interest is there. Um, when you're getting into the space, you have to do a lot of work. You are your own PR person. <laughs> so as you're producing things, as you're releasing content, you have to explain to people what is it, what this is, how it contributes, how does it affect the local kawaida person, and then, you know, teaching. You become a teacher, a PR person, and then a designer, all in one. And with all the amazing insights she was sharing, I was just really keen to hear more about what she defines as sustainable fashion, and more specifically for her organization at Stylish the Dira. Sustainable fashion has so many definitions to different people. But for me personally, it's just creating fashion pieces that will last, that will not affect the environment, does not degrade the environment. As well, the people who take part in the production are well um, treated and they are well compensated for the work they put in. But mostly I would say is the environmental part, which is creating pieces that will just last, like quality pieces that will last forever. Like if they could last forever, yes. Cause like one of the things I loved most about fashion was the clothes my mom used to have like in the nineties, I can wear them now. 
30 years later, I still can wear them. So just creating pieces that do not degrade the environment. I really have a hard, hard time with all the clothes that you wear today. In a few days, it's not really doing so well. So you throw it away. The whole landfill thing just it just does not work for me. So creating fashion pieces that last, that will create, that will not degrade the environment and the people who work in the, in the industry, that's sustainability for me. Well, what could be put in a better way? And it's, it's this idea of like, I don't know, people want to really fast fashion stuff, I guess. And I'm actually mm-hmm. curious, what exactly does, do you or even the stylish mm-hmm. idea do to actually help people embrace the fact that we need more ethically produced clothes uh, mostly I do that through the blog, stylishwithadira.com, as well as um, social media. Mostly I do that on my personal social media because, again, this is a one-woman brand. <laughs> I pretty much do everything, so I prefer to use my personal page so I'm able to pass the message more to people. I realized when it's through the 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 stylish with Adira Instagram page or the website or the Facebook page, most people think it's very official communication of information. So it feels very serious. So if I just do it with little TikTok videos or reels on Instagram through my own personal page or even just Insta story games, people get to now have a better understanding. They feel like, oh, okay, so it's something we can relate with. Okay, cool. Because it mostly feels like things that old people think about when now they're old and now they're trying to give back to the community. So I try and make it more relatable through blog posts and social media, just social media content that's more relatable to the people who are actually consumers of fast fashion now, which is mostly us, the young people. Yeah, it definitely is. And I think to actually make it very minimal, like very digestible is so much better than to like yeah. write a whole report, an article that probably no one will ever, ever like look at because they think it's all one yes. of those things. And speaking of minimal, this actually brings us to the end of part one of this episode. I really did want to keep it very minimal, trust me. Um, so I do hope you'll join me next week as we continue to talk more about um, what the future of sustainable fashion looks like for Koi, for just the general, um, everybody else out there who's really interested in came about this conversation. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation. Share with your friends, let me know what you think. Um, and till then, take care of yourself. Keep, you know, staying sustainable and please, please do adopt better methods <laughs> towards um, your consumption and consumerism habits. So take care. Till then, see you.